0: Welcome to a live chat with Leroy Severs, I'm Ada Peralta. First, I'll explain how this works for the people who haven't uh, been here. Uh, Basically, as Leroy answers questions, feel free to comment and have a conversation. If you have a question for Leroy, post post it in the space below and click the send button. I'll pick my questions from there, and we'll try to get through as many of them as we can in the the hour. Uh, Good afternoon, Leroy, and thanks for joining us.
1: Well, thanks for having me. Uh,
0: So we'll kick off with one of the questions that were asked while you were on Talk of the Nation. Uh, This one comes from Jennifer. She says, prior to being diagnosed, had there been anyone in in your life that was affected by cancer that may have helped from the strength and attitude towards his experience after being diagnosed?
1: Well, it turns out my grandmother and my mother both had colon cancer. Um, so sort of a direct genetic line from, from um, you know, that part of the family. Um, being sort of in, in earlier generations, you didn't talk about it a lot. I didn't know about my grandmother for many, many years. You know, what you heard about was, was oh, you know, long struggle or, you know, after battling an, an illness or something like that. Um, but it was a part of my of my family life. It's a part of my family life.
0: So we'll, uh, let's move on to the next one, which is from uh, Laurie Hurth. Uh, Leroy, so often as a caregiver, you worry about the patient and not yourself. You don't ask the questions you need answered. For myself, we did not want to believe uh, it would take his life, so we did not talk about the inevitable. Do you and Laurie talk about what is going to happen to her when this is all over, how she will handle being alone, how she will get the help she needs to cope with the loss of losing you,
1: Oh, sure. Um, it's a hard, hard conversation to have. Um, we've obviously had to do all of the legal stuff. Um, you know, as they say, you get your affairs in order. Um, we've had to deal with all of that. Um, and it's just, you know, the other conversation, is about as sad a conversation as you can have. I mean, what do you say? You know, um, I hope you do okay when I'm gone. Um, that's a tough one.
0: All right, so uh, this one comes from Louise Hawthorne. Um, do you feel that through all of the treatments and pain that you have, that the treatment and living these last two years have been worthwhile? Uh, I'm a cancer survivor. My husband died of cancer, and my mother died of cancer. My mother, when she woke from surgery, said, I wish they had let me die. On the other hand, my husband wanted every possible treatment but the quality of his life was terrible for the last six months. Is all the suffering worth it?
1: <clears throat> that's, an, that's an excellent question. I mean, one of the things, before you're ever di- diagnosed with cancer, you think, you know, I would do anything to prolong, you know, an extra day, an extra hour, an extra whatever. When it actually happens to you, that changes, and you say, maybe not. You know, maybe I don't want everything. Maybe, you know, maybe it is time to just say enough. Um, I've pretty well reached the position where, you know, not only do I not want any more treatments, I already sort of can't have any more. I've had just about everything you can have. Um, but it's a bit of surprise when you, you start thinking about that and say, you know what, I'm going to decide. It's not giving up. It's not giving up at all. It is a decision to say just no more. Um, I'm not going to do any more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a tough point to get to. I have never felt at this point, up to this point, boy. I wish I was dead. Um, but you know, in in part, that's the inevitable. I mean, that's coming, you know, regardless. But I understand how someone can say, "I don't want anymore. I don't want to go on anymore. Just just let me go." So
0: this one um, just came in, uh, and it's from Christina Barthol uh, Leroy. This is probably a difficult question, but I would like to know that once you do pass on to a better place, will you want this blog to continue? And if so, will Laurie take over and allow this community to continue?
1: Well, that's that's a great question, and I worry about that. I have had conversations with NPR saying, look, you, know, you need to start thinking about this. Um, I don't want it to die. I don't want it to go away. Um, I've talked to Laurie about it. Um, if it's not her... I don't sort of know, you know, how do you advertise for someone to say, you know, blogger wanted must have cancer. Um, but I think it's too important to just let it go away. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who, you know, really that's up to NPR as to who they decide they want to, to pick it up. Um, but I honestly and truly hope, and I don't think they will, um, let it go that, that it continues in some form.
0: So this one uh, comes from- from Steve, he just wrote in, and it, he says, uh, are you going to take advantage of hospice?
1: Probably in some form. I've had initial conversations with them. Um, we're not quite there yet, but we're getting pretty close. So, yeah, the answer is probably yes in some form. Um, so, they do a lot in terms of pain management and things like that. Um, and, and so, yes, that they will play a role.
0: Amy Joe uh, asks, where do you find your strength and overwhelming spirit?
1: Um, you know, people are much stronger than they think they are. You know, you you think you can't get through anything. I look at the um, at one point down in Mississippi after Katrina, and the people, what they were going through there and what they were able to do, you know, we all have strength that we're not always tested. Um, but when we are you realize how much stronger you are than you ever thought you were.
0: So uh, we've had uh, a few questions uh, about uh, caregivers or life givers, as Laurie said today. Um, I'll ask one of them, uh, and it's uh, Leroy with My Mom Had Breast Cancer, and it comes from Gina. I definitely felt at times that all I could do was worry, and I wished I could have helped her more. For you, what has been the most loving, helpful thing a family member can do to support you through this experience?
1: Just be that same family member they were before. Just give me a little bit of normalcy. Just be the same friend, the same person that they've always been. That, to me, is the greatest gift you can give someone. It doesn't always have to be about cancer. It doesn't always have to be you know, the elephant in the room. You don't have to always sort of get quiet and say, oh, my God, you know, what are we going to talk about? Um, just, just be yourself. Be your friend.
0: So um, let me just remind people to keep uh, sending questions. I'll be uh, looking at them and trying to ask them at the same time. Um, this one comes from Jeff. Uh, Is there a more useful or better paradigm than battling or fighting cancer?
1: Wish there was, and if someone can tell me, I'd love to use it. I think we're all looking for it because of that idea that somehow then if you die from the cancer that you lost or you failed or something like that, and that's so far from the truth. Um, it's just it's an easy paradigm. It's an easy word choice to, to come into, um, and I haven't found an alternative. So this one
0: comes from Francesca. She asks, "The, somewhat, the sometimes the phrase, you are an inspiration, seems just too hard or too much pressure, I must say that people have told me that, and I am more often than not uncomfortable with that
1: I am too a little bit um, it's flattering it's it's you know it's an amazing responsibility um, but I'm a little uncomfortable with it um, on the other hand, I'm thrilled that I'm able to help so
0: this one um, Uh, There's also been a few questions about communicating with family members. Um, This one comes from John Tynan. Uh, He asks, my mother was treated for cancer three times as well as recovered from major heart surgery. It seemed like she would always escape major health issues. I am surprised at how shocked I was when her health turned and she quickly died how do you communicate to the relatives of cancer survivors that their loved one doesn't have superhuman abilities and that they will pass on?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think the key to any communication in all this is just being absolutely honest. Um, I think that's what you have to be. I mean, I expect my doctors to be honest with me. I am totally honest with... My closest friends, there are some people that I shaded a little bit with depending on what I think they want to know and what I think they can know in the sense of, you know, you try to judge what people can hear um, or want to hear. Um, but that's really the key. I mean, this is, you know, it's a disease. It's just that's all it is, and you've got to be able to talk about it.
0: Uh, Again, let's remind people to keep sending in their questions. Um, And this one comes from Ellen. Did you consider participating in a cancer research clinical trial? Why or why not?
1: Yes, I have. But right now there aren't any that appear to be effective for what I have. Um, You know, they come up, we look at them. um, There's nothing going on that my doctors are aware of that, that they think is worth for me to get involved in. But yeah, absolutely thought about it, um, and if something came up, I would absolutely do it.
0: Marcia Greer asks, uh, Leroy, thank you so much for the program. What is your typical day like? Are you able to get out of the house much?
1: No, I don't get out a whole lot. You know, moving around is, is problematic. This is more because of the spine and stuff like that, but, you know, I'm on a walker, um, and, you know, I move around the house, but that's about it.
0: So uh, this one comes from Hillary. Uh, she asks uh, Leroy, "How much control do you want uh, to play?" Or I guess she means, "How much control do you want to have in your actual death?" Have you thought about stockpiling medication? Where you want to be? How you hope uh, it happens?
1: Well, um, no, I'm not stockpiling medication. Um, I'm not gonna do euthanasia or you know commit suicide or however you know whatever the phrase you want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's the question' is sort of what's gonna happen um, how is this gonna play out? I don't know. I do have my plans for what I want after my death um but in terms of what my my own death actually is, um I don't know that's that's something I think about a lot. um how is that gonna play out how am I gonna be bedridden um am I gonna be conscious? I have told my doctors. You know, no special measures, no tubes, no breathing tubes, no feeding tubes, no nothing like that. Um, but that's about as far as I've gone.
0: Uh, Susan asks, Hi Leroy, what is heaven like to you? Do you believe in an afterlife? If that is too personal, I understand. Thank you so much.
1: Um, unfortunately, that's too personal. The one thing my father, <laughs> or one of the things my father taught me is never talk about politics or religion, and that's I've tried to, to stay true to that.
0: Cool. Um, so let's go to a question from Anne. She said, uh, have you had misunderstandings or miscommunications
1: with your doctors,
0: and how were they resolved?
1: I really haven't. I've been really lucky. I mean, you know, with a, as a background, as a journalist, we're used to asking lots and lots of questions, and I probably made my doctors crazy. But, um, you know, we sit down and we talk a lot. Um, we talk, you know, at least a couple times a week, just sort of, you know, seeing what's going on and, how I'm doing, and things like that. So I haven't really had any misunderstandings. Um, we're, we're, we've been pretty clear. Hmm.
0: So uh, this question comes from Gesta. It's an anonymous question. As a wife of a cancer survivor, are support groups helpful, and uh, how do you find the right one?
1: Hold on one second. Um, I'll be honest with you. I mean, the blog is my support group. So I haven't gone to any other groups um, looking for something like that. Um, that I find the people that write in are so eloquent and and you know so smart that that it's it's amazing. Um, and that's really all you know. That's all the support group I've looked for. I know there are lots of them. I know a lot of people get a lot out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's just not something I've done.
0: This one comes from Deborah from New Hampshire. Um, Leroy, have you ever felt a deep rage that you were dragged into this battle? I remember your Saving Private Ryan blog post.
1: Uh, Do you still feel that? Um, Deep rage? No, I mean, I'm not angry. It's sort of, I accept what happened to me. I obviously wish it hadn't. Um, But there's no one to be angry at. There's nothing to be angry about. Um, This is just something that happened to me. Um so that's the sense we try to channel that energy into something as positive as as you can. Um, I can go out in the yard and shake my fist at the universe, but I'm not sure it's gonna do anything. <laughs> so, um, you know, you just have to accept it. I know it bothers people when I say that I've made peace with this process, um, but I really have. I mean, this is what's gonna happen, it's gonna kill me, um, probably relatively soon and I just have to accept that.
0: So this comment comes from Francesca. She asks, uh what were the practical stuff that changed since your cancer exploded? Like how do you sleep? Can you eat? Uh, do you have sex? Sorry that's not inappropriate. Sorry that's not appropriate she asks. And when do you think uh you know the end will be very near?
1: Um I lead a as normal a life as I can. Um You know, yeah, I eat everything, Um, still love jalapenos, love spicy food. Um, You know, that when do I think the end is going to be near? God knows. That's that's the big question. Um, Could be tomorrow, could be six months from now. On the other hand, you know, someone could walk out and and get hit by a bus. I mean, everybody says, oh, my God, you know, getting cancer is such a tragedy. On the other hand, there are people who are going to get up tomorrow, read the paper, put on their, their business suit, and, you know, go die in an auto accident. That's a tragedy, too. Um, so, I you know, you try to make sense of it all, but that's, that can only go so far. So Dale
0: uh, poses this sort of follow-up question. Um, he says, I know there will be a time when I can't do things on my own. I'm a stubborn, individual-minded person. Do you have difficulty giving up that independence?
1: Oh, hugely, yeah that's what I'm wrestling with right now i mean that's that's the biggest problem I'm facing of of not being able to do whatever I want whenever I want, however I want um, that that it's you know more complicated that I need help of things like that. That's a huge problem
0: um this uh, question comes from Stephen. I want to ask uh, if Mrs. Edwards or Mr. Severs have any take on charities for cancer research that sometimes mismanage donations?
1: I don't, and I've tried to stay away from any, not just endorsing or, you know, saying good, bad, indifferent about any charities. Um, I don't think that's my role, certainly not in the blog and... and you know, there's so many out there, it's, it's hard to know sometimes, but I leave that up to the individual people.
0: Um, this question comes from Kimmy. Uh, Leroy, I know this is personal, but as a stage 3 colon cancer survivor who expects to be dealing with a recurrence, I wonder what I can do to help prepare my husband and children. Any thoughts you care to share?
1: Oh, boy. Um... I wish I did. I thought Elizabeth Edwards sort of said it the right way in trying to explain it to, you know, her kids um, and her family. You know, we're all, it can sound trite, we're all going to die um, at some point. Um, and you just have to prepare yourself for that. The only difference between people with cancer and others is we have a pretty good idea of what's going to cause it. Um, and that's, that's the biggest difference.
0: So this one comes from an anonymous person. It says, uh, "Leroy, have you ever looked into any alternative protocol or treatments to fight your cancer? There seems to be some out there with some promising outcomes."
1: I haven't. Um, that's sort of not my style. I am, you know, sort of traditional Western medicine. Certainly open to it. I've talked to a lot of friends who've been involved in those. Um, I just haven't done it. Um, that's whatever my my bias is. I'm got a great team of doctors up at johns hopkins and i'm sticking with them
0: so uh... diane R asks uh... what feels helpful or supportive to you if you were to pick up a book about illness uh... what you need to find there
1: i don't think there's anything in a book quite honestly that that, that i want Um, that's sort of not my style again it goes back to the support groups to to the books to all of that that's not where i find my comfort you know, friends, family, loved ones, um, that's what we all, you know, I mean, that's what I, re- those are the people I rely on, um, for that help. I guess I just, you know, I live with it every day. So my thing is, I got enough. I don't need to read about it in addition, you know, to that. So,
0: um, this one comes from Andy. Uh, she says, "Leroy, I'm getting on late, so I apologize if this has already been asked. It hasn't. Uh, do you fear the actual dying process, the last few hours?"
1: Thank you. We appreciate you so much. <laughs> That's the great Woody Allen line. It's not the. It's not the. What is it? It's not the death part. I fear it's the dying. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people are afraid. You know, is it going to hurt? What's it going to be like? Is it going to be scary? You know, who knows? Um that's, that's the great mystery of, of life, I guess. Um, so I don't know. Do I think about it? Sure. Um, but it's something that everybody goes through. It's something I'm going to go through. And I don't know what it's going to be like. Um, and I guess we'll find out.
0: Steve asks, any insights from the decisions you've made during the course of your disease and advice for people who are a few steps behind you?
1: I'm not sure not to understand the advice in terms of – tell me the question again. Hold on one second. Sorry.
0: Uh, any insights from the decisions you've made oh. during the course of your disease?
1: I mean, we were very aggressive, <clears throat> um, my doctors and I, and for a while that was what was working. Um, our feeling was to, to attack the tumors wherever we found them. Use whatever procedures we could that might work um, rather than just sort of sitting back and saying, "Okay, you know we'll just do chemo, which is what everybody always does. That worked for a while. I've no regrets for that. I think that's what gave me the the two and a half years um, and i and I recommend it. I think that's the right way to go um, not be passive at all
0: mm-hmm. so this one comes from uh, Myrna. Uh, At this time, what things in your life uh, bring you joy?
1: Oh, um, the things that always did. Great bottle of wine, you know, good book, good movie, sunset, laughter, friends, all of that stuff. That doesn't change. Um, um, You know, those things stay the same. And, And I think that's really important. So uh, this one comes from Aaron. Uh, what about your communicating
0: with so many people virtually feels real and what doesn't feel is
1: real? Oh, it feels real every day. I mean, I feel, and, and again, getting the feedback from them, um, I know that's real. I mean, it is a conversation. It is a community um, that, that, to me, you know, is very real. Um, and I feel that every day when I read what what people say come, you know coming back to me hmm.
0: so this is uh from uh, Britt. uh why not make cancer support your role? We need someone to help raise real money for people who are sick, something that lives strong and other organizations don't do. Why not use your name to help that start to help that to
1: help get that started? I'm not sure I mean. Right now, I'm not sure that's my role. I mean, that's not something I've set out to do. I have I have strong thoughts sort of overall about charities and raising money and, and things like that. And quite honestly, um, physically, I'm not up to it.
0: Mm-hmm. So this one comes from an anonymous person, and uh, he or she asks, when are you going to Hawaii again?
1: Ah, that's the question. Um, the Hawaii thing sort of took on all the... the significance of when you know that it was over and it was time to basically go die unfortunately physically you know moving around with the walker and everything else i don't think that's going to happen um but it's still out there as as an ideal and you know is is uh, more symbolic than anything else um but unfortunately probably won't be going back
0: Hmm. Uh, diane asks uh how has your definition of yourself changed over the last
1: two years
0: do you feel identified beyond intellect and successes?
1: Um, that's a good question. Um, you know, I feel identified differently. I mean, I am a cancer patient. I'm, I'm a very public cancer patient. Um, you know, is that all I am? No, but it's a big part of it. Um I, I, that's that's uh, that's a great question, um, and I'm not quite sure how to get across the the whole meaning of it. I mean, I'm very different now than I was two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn things, you you react to different things. Um, on the other hand, I like to think I'm not completely different, um, but it is a it is a process that changes you dramatically. Huh.
0: So. This is along the same lines and something you've touched on in your blog a lot. Um, it comes from Alicia from Hershey, and she asks, Leroy, how would you like to be remembered? What would you want your legacy to be?
1: Ah, that's a great question, um, one that you spend a lot of time thinking about. There are a couple of lines that I think are, are worthwhile, but the, the biggest one is I would like to think that things are different because I was here that I was somehow able to make a difference and affect things. That's, that's really it for me. So
0: this question comes uh, from John. Uh, he says, uh, hello, Re- uh, Leroy, I have a question. How did you come to terms with the fact that you have cancer? How do you live with that fact? Someone I knew died from cancer, and we accepted the fact
1: almost half-heartedly. Well, it's not like you have a choice. I mean, I, you know, I have cancer. And whether I like it or not, that's the truth. So, you know, it's not a question of me deciding to come to grips with it or not. You have to. Um, that's that's not a choice you're given, unfortunately. I can't turn my back on it and say, oh, never mind, sorry, you know, not going to worry about it. Um, I mean, I guess I could do that. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that, that just comes up and it's like, here I am, deal with me.
0: So this one comes from Alaska Deb, and it's kind of in in the same vein, too. I have stage four breast cancer. Do you think it means I am in denial when I imagine a future that includes me living? Someone has to beat the
1: odds. Why not me? Absolutely. You know, if if they say 90% chance you're going to live another three months, somebody else has to be in that 10% chance. I think that's absolutely right. You know, believe you know, believe the best, believe whatever, um, you know, may happen to that because it, it may be true and someone, you know, someone is going to survive. The numbers indicate that as much as they indicate that a lot of people are not. So it might as well be you.
0: <laughs> Ann asks, uh, do you get angry? Do you allow yourself to express anger with Laurie or your close friends?
1: Sure. Um, a lot of times it's about different stuff. A lot of times you get angry about petty little things um, that, you know, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of stress, and, and that has to work its way out somehow. But sure, I mean, we lead a normal life. We, we argue, and, you know, just like everyone else does. Uh,
0: Britt asks this question, Leroy, not to be a pain, but aren't you turning your back on cancer by not taking chemo?
1: I'm not turning my back on the cancer at all. The the chemo, I had one round of chemo. The second round of chemo, the second drugs, the numbers, the survival rate if I took it and the survival rate if I didn't take it are essentially the same. And if I take it, it means all sorts of nasty side effects. And quite honestly, I didn't feel like getting sick for no real predictable gain. So I had all sorts of other procedures that that quite honestly, killed more of the cancer than the chemo would have. Um, So I'm comfortable with that decision.
0: Ellen asks, uh, did you go to appointments by yourself or did Laurie or someone else usually go with you to have a second set of years?
1: Um, It was either either both of us or just me. Um, But you always, you know, you need an advocate there. You need someone else listening. Um, You need other opinions. You need other eyes there. So we always tried to, you know, to go together and and talk it through together. Um, but it, it was either just the two of us or just me. So
0: um, let me
1: see.
0: Uh, Mary Jo asks: My brother died of cancer after a long, mostly quiet struggle that lasted 12 years. When we were together, he rarely brought up his disease, and I followed his lead. What makes you different?
1: In the sense of why (laughs) should we talk about so much? Right, yeah. I think it's important to talk about. Um, On the other hand, one of the things the blog has done, I think, is provide a place and an opportunity for people who maybe didn't feel comfortable talking about it to go do that. If they don't need that, that's great. You know, that's, that's not a problem. It was more... we didn't know what it was going to be when we started it, but it turned into a place that, you know, if you have trouble, if you can't say the things you want to say, this is a place that others might say it or that, you know, anonymously or whatever that you can. And I think that's what what it's turned into.
0: Hmm. Uh, Kathy asks, when Stephanie from the blog died, her words for us were forgive everything. Do you feel forgiveness is part of your process as well?
1: Sure, I mean, I thought stephanie was was you know her passing was was very sad for all of us um sure, you know, both forgiving and being forgiven, you hope, but I think that's true whether you have cancer or anything else um, it's It's funny, I remember I think there was a Gray's anatomy where a patient had cancer, and he went to one of the nurse, or the doctors and said, "Look, I need you to um help me with these videotapes. I want to send messages to all my friends. And when he set out to do it, it turned out they were all really nasty. <laughs> you know, you stole my wife, you stole my girlfriend, you stole my business, whatever. You know, that's not, this is not about getting even. I think it's, it's, you know, about making peace with your role in the world, which we all face, whether it's cancer or anything else. Hmm.
0: So Jeff asks a question outside of the cancer world. Um, he asks Leroy, "When you go to the art museum, what painting do you enjoy the most?"
1: Oh boy, um, ever? I I think that's what he means. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Guernica, actually, the Picasso picture.
0: Huh. And um, Hillary asks uh, Leroy, "Are you having any sort of body work? Uh, acupuncture, massage?" healing sessions, or anything to help manage your pain?
1: No, the, the acupuncture we've talked about, and it sort of got lost in the last couple of weeks, i um, still interested in that. I can't have, like, deep massage because of the cancer. Um, but certainly interested in acupuncture. Um,
0: just to let people in the, in, the, in the chat know, we've got about 20 minutes to go um, and keep the questions coming. Uh, a guest asks, uh, have you activated a do not resuscitate status yet?
1: Yes. Yeah. Did that I mean yes. No no whatever you call it, no heroic measures, no no nothing.
0: Um, Tim asks a a, a question here. He I'm gonna read it all and Leroy, thank you for all you've done uh, through your blog and this chat. I am the father of a three-year-old pediatric brain tumor survivor. As we move into survivorship mode after two years in treatment, my wife and I are both changing jobs and addressing a change in health insurance. We were blessed with excellent coverage, uh, with excellent coverage of my wife's but now we're moving into what appears to be a less than perfect but far more common coverage. I'm curious what your experience with your health insurance provider is
1: flash was through the process it's actually been pretty good um, surprisingly. I had one issue where they didn't want to cover a they covered a procedure and then changed their mind and then changed their mind again um, It's more just dealing with the bureaucracy sometimes but i am I am very lucky to have. Um, had a company that's been pretty easy to deal with. I know that so many people either don't have any or, you know, dealing with their companies is a nightmare. Um, That hasn't been my experience, but I think I'm just one of the very lucky few.
0: And this one that I think falls into your religion or politics, but I'll ask it anyway, Um, he or she asks, uh, what do you think of the upcoming presidential election? I bet you wish you were still producing Nightline or something similar.
1: Oh, a time, sure. I mean, I think it's fascinating. Um, you know, it's funny. You you think about the mundane things. I have thought, you know, am I going to be alive by the election? Don't know. Hmm. Um, something to think about. Do I vote absentee? Does it still count if I'm dead? <laughs> you know, who knows?
0: Uh, Britt asks, uh, Leroy, are you
1: going to have a wild weekend or a bucket list weekend? Maybe get a tattoo or something? Oh, I don't think so. Um <laughs> I've lived a great life. I mean, I've had great adventures. I've got to do things that very few people get to do. Um, I don't feel the need to go climb Everest or, you know, do the bucket list thing or whatever. Um, I'm I'm comfortable with my life.
0: Francesca asks, uh, is Laurie against the decision of uh, do not resuscitate? No. And, uh... Heather here asks: uh, How accurately do you feel cancer is portrayed in movies and on television? Uh, Do you feel that if that if it's not accurate, uh, hold on? uh, Do you feel that if it is not accurate, that it gives newly diagnosed patients false views of the disease?
1: Yeah, like anything on TV. I mean, I spent my life in TV. They get a lot of things wrong. Um, It depends. Some things get it exactly right. Some things don't. I don't think, you know, look, the reality is sucks you up so quick. I don't think most people are getting their ideas of what's happening to them off of TV. Um, that, that, you know, sometimes it portrays it right, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it's, it's half and half. Kathy
0: asks, uh, I'm stage four breast cancer and my biggest problem is dealing with depression. Is this a problem for you? If so, how do you deal with it?
1: Sure, I think it's a problem for all of us. Um, it happens to all of us, you know. Um, some people have have suggested antidepressants. It's not something I've done, um, but I know a lot of people do. Um, certainly, most doctors will make them available. Um, it's look if you're not if you're going to get depressed about something, this is it. You know, it's it's what else is going to be more depressing?
0: Debbie Huntsman asks, I was glad to hear you say that you could not get your arms around the community of people who visit your website and had a hard time understanding how you are helping people. Do you have any regrets about being so public about your illness?
1: No, um, I really don't. I mean, it's, in the sense of how it turned out, I think it's, it's a service. At the time, I was looking for some way to do something. Beyond you know TV news, and oddly enough, this came up, and and it's given me a chance to give something to people, and that's hugely important to me.
0: Karen asks, uh, referring to when you had cancer, if it looked normal, if you were at that point of your cancer and were job hunting, do you think you would have told potential employers?
1: I was, and I did. Hmm. Um, the the story I told. On talking to the nation about the the brain surgery and rest can, or, uh, brain surgery and broadcasting is actually in a job interview
0: um Britt asks uh just listening to this is very emotional to me, and I'm sure the rest of us how are you holding together since this has the feel of the last time we will hear you or we we will hear from you
1: yeah um very possibly I mean it's very possibly true, um you know it's hard um last couple of weeks have been very hard to hold it together um, I get emotional, you know, I cry um, it's just it's it's you hold it together as best you can, but it's it's not easy sometimes um Is this the last time uh very possibly, I hadn't really thought about it.
0: So Zach asks, uh, just curious, but can you drink a glass of wine or a beer with dinner? Uh, do you avoid certain activities or substances because uh, of risks or side
1: effects? Oh, not at all. I'm all for a good glass of wine or a cold beer. I do all of that. Um, a good martini, I'm I'm there. I no, I'm <laughs> I am not shorting myself on that kind of thing.
0: So this one comes from Helen. Uh, do you have any advice for healthcare professionals who work with cancer patients?
1: Be absolutely honest about all things. Never lie. Never, you know, don't hide the truth. Just be totally honest with your patients. Um, not in a cruel way, but you owe them that honesty. So we've had
0: uh, at least uh, five or six questions asking about your favorite things um so uh, i'll go from laura's list and uh your favorite type of music hard rock your
1: favorite book um gates of fire by larry pressfield
0: ice cream flavor i'm sorry ice cream flavor
1: Ooh. um chocolate peanut butter
0: <laughs> all right so we move to another one uh, from amy who asks? How do you feel when people want to blame others' cancer diagnosis on lifestyle? Does anyone deserve cancer?
1: No, of course not. That's absurd. Nobody deserves you know anything like that. Um, and that's not the way it works. This isn't punishment. You know, it's not that that you deserve it and therefore you've been given it. Um, it's just something that happens. It's a disease. You know, there are other diseases as well. It's just something that happens to some people. Um and to look at it I think is punishment or something like that it's just is way off. So this one comes from
0: uh, someone anonymously. Uh do you want to pass that home or in an institution? Home. Okay, let's uh move on to Deborah from New Hampshire. Uh, what time of day do you read the comments on your blog and write your daily posts? Is it a group activity or just something you do with Lori?
1: No, I mean, so read them off and on during the day. I usually write in the late afternoon. Um, depends on when I'm inspired. I mean, it's, it's there are times where I'll sit and just you know sit there for a while just because I can't think of what I want to say, and other times where it's you know it's bursting to get out of me and I can do it right away.
0: Hillary asks, uh, Leroy, a dear friend of mine died of uh, brain cancer last year. Towards the end, he didn't want to see people. Do you feel like you'd like to isolate yourself and live your life surrounded by just a few close people and shut out the masses other than by communicating through your blog?
1: No. I mean, I, I as tiring as it is, and, and it can be tiring when people come to visit and things like that, that's really important to me. I, I know. I want my friends around.
0: And this question is uh from Michelle. Uh she says, uh, thank you for your honesty. It means so much to us. What advice would you give the, to the wives of stage four patients? What can we do to help? What should we be what what should we avoid doing?
1: I, I it's advice to patients or advice to caregivers? Advice I'm not sure to what she's asking. To caregivers specifically spouses. Oh, um, you know, just again, try to give them a little normalcy. Um, that's that's the best thing. I don't think you really have to annoy or avoid things. People will let you know. You know, but I think you don't have to worry so much about offending someone or saying something that's you know inappropriate. People know that that no one means you know no one means to be insensitive. Um, it's just you know help through. Try to give some time where it's not always about cancer. It doesn't always have to be about cancer. And I think that's the key.
0: So this question comes from Diana. Leroy, I had breast cancer two years ago with surgery and chemo. I've always had trouble referring to myself as a cancer survivor, as I feel I won't know if I'm a cancer survivor until the day that I end up dying from something else. What do, what do you think of the term cancer survivor being used so freely by everyone who is still alive but has or had or has had cancer?
1: It's funny. That's the term I usually don't use about myself. Um, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's sort of, look, if you're in a plane that's crashing, you're a survivor till you hit the ground. Um, I don't think it matters. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a cancer patient. I'm someone with cancer. Um, I guess to me, survivor would mean I was totally cured or whatever, and that's not going to be the case. So um, it's just not a term that I've ever been really comfortable with or liked using much.
0: So Britt asks a, a very important question. Leroy, Mac or PC?
1: <laughs> PC. I'm going to get in trouble endorsing things. <laughs> um This one
0: comes from an anonymous person. Uh, They ask, uh, what percentage of your family and friends would you say have bailed on you or have not been there since uh, your last recurrence?
1: None. Uh, Really, I mean, everyone everyone has been there. People are there to the extent they can be, and that's all you can ask of them. Um, People contribute in varying ways according to what they feel comfortable with. And I don't expect any more or any less than what each individual can do. Some people can do more. Some people can do less. All of that is fine. So
0: Diane asks, uh, what has cancer given you that is positive?
1: The blog, the sense of community, that I'm not alone, that... um, I don't know, a sense of my own mortality. Um, it's it's hard to say. this positive, I mean, the most positive thing is the sense that I have been able to touch people that I have been able. It goes back to the question earlier: How do you want to be remembered? How do you, you know, what kind of mark do you want to leave on the world? This is this is let me do that. This is let me help other people.
0: So, I guess uh, on the blog thread, Heather says, uh, "Did you consider writing a book about your experience with cancer?"
1: Yeah, but sort of don't really have the time or the energy right now to do it. We've talked about putting the blog together in a book, but there are you know some reasons there's some problems with doing that. Um, so yeah, but it's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> uh, Karen, who describes herself as a survivor, survivor in Arkansas. Uh, will we hear any future commentaries from you on NPR? I think that these pieces have helped the general population understand some of the realities of dealing with cancer and hopefully raised awareness. Thank you so much for all you've done. You have achieved your own definition of success by having made a difference in the lives of many,
1: myself included. Oh, sure. No, I mean, definitely we'll we'll keep doing it as long as I can. Um, Um, You know, and Hopefully that won't end anytime soon.
0: And uh, Colorado Cupcake says, uh, "Has Edward Kennedy been in touch with you? You with him?" No. Uh, and Pat asks, "Do you miss work?"
1: Sure. Um, you know there are lots of things I would still like to do. That's been one of the hardest things: is accepting any limits on, you know, things that physically or mentally or energy-wise i'm able to do i hate that um i find it really frustrating hmm. but that's the reality of it you know i can't go running off to iraq or afghanistan anymore um that's just that's just the way that's gone so
0: this one comes from uh, robin Messing uh for leroy and Larry. Uh, what is the most helpful or encouraging thing a friend or acquaintance or family member has done for you during your stay in cancer world, and what was the last the least helpful thing
1: least helpful i can 't really think of I mean most helpful just be a friend you know just just come over and not talk about cancer. come over and you know talk about whatever else um, that 's been the best thing. you know come over and spend an hour and never raise the issue of cancer. Um, that's a great thing. Hmm. Uh,
0: Brian Sandro says, uh, I can't help comparing your journey to Tim Russert's uh, recent passing. Is there some comfort to, uh, in your being able to make peace, say goodbye, et cetera? Just want to let you know how wonderful and courageous so many of us think you are.
1: Well, thank you. Um, you know, one of the things people talk about is that what cancer does, is let you, you know, gives you time to say goodbye. Um, that's a mixed blessing, but I guess it's, you know, I guess it's true. Um, that you do have time, you know, to talk to people, to think about it, to to make peace, to whatever. Whereas, you know, a, a sudden death, you don't get that. Um, mixed blessing. But, but, you know, it's certainly an opportunity not to be squandered. So... Kathy asks, uh, how often are you in touch with Ted Koppel, by phone or visits? Um, Quite often. We're we're quite close.
0: uh, Mary Syrian Peterson asks, uh, Leroy, how much longer do you think you'll be able to do your blog? I'm so grateful for all you've done for myself and zillions of others. She
1: puts a little smiley face. Uh, Bless you, Leroy. Hopefully a couple, you know, hopefully as long as I can. I mean, that would, my hope would be, you know, several months, but we're just going to have to see. I mean, right now I can do it. It's not a problem. And as long as that's the case, I'll keep doing it.
0: Kathy asks, are you doing anything which might bring about remission or cure? We on the blog on the blog are still hopeful for a reprieve
1: for you. Um, at this point, no, there really isn't anything. There's no more treatments or therapies that I can really have. I mean, I've gone to the limit on radiation. I've gone to the limit on surgery. I've gone to the limit on just about every procedure. So right now, all we can really do is, is pain management, is you know taking care of, of those symptoms that would cause me real discomfort.
0: Britt asks, uh,
1: is there a song that really gets to you right now? The remedy
0: from Jason Mraz is uh, one that I still have trouble
1: listening to.
0: Do you have a song like that?
1: Not really, I mean, I'm an old you know grew up in the seventies and eighties um, hard rock, you know the usual stuff, crank it up, but that's that's about it An anonymous
0: person asks uh, what is the rudest thing someone has said to you since uh, diagnosis well i can't I can't
1: really think of anything i don't, no one no one has really said anything offensive to me i mean i can't it just hasn't happened.
0: Well, I think this is uh, kind of a repeat. Uh, I'll ask it anyway. Uh, what is uh, your one biggest pleasure of your life uh, now, other than your blog?
1: Um, Lori, I mean life—you know, life together. That—that's—that's, that's, you know, that's the key. Hmm.
0: And uh, Kathy asks, uh, do you and Lori have daily help cooking, nursing, doing no. the day-to-day stuff?
1: She has been carrying that whole that whole burden. I mean, it may come to that at some point, but right now it hasn't. Hmm.
0: Kim Forrester asks, uh, "Where do you find your inner strength?"
1: We go back. We sort of asked that. I mean, we talked about this before. I think everyone has it. I think people are stronger than they think they are. Than you know, they, we have more strength than we ever think we are. And you don't find out unless you're tested, and once you're tested, you realize you know that that you do have that inner strength that you didn't know about um, and that's you know it's just there.
0: So Gail asks, "How did you meet Laurie
1: um at work a long time ago. We were colleagues.
0: So um, just a reminder that we've got uh, about four minutes to go, so uh, keep the questions coming. Um, Elle asks, uh, how do you manage your pain? Do you have a pain management team? Have you just had to adjust and see what works best for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have, you know, my doctors have, and we try to work out, you know, pain medications um, that will work. And, and, you know, we have a a regimen that's okay, it's not great, but we're still experimenting.
0: Jeff asks, uh, when is it appropriate to discuss a suicide for cancer patients?
1: Um, not, my, not my approach. That's an individual issue.
0: Hmm. Somebody who just has a comment for you, Ellen, uh, says, uh, as an oncology nurse, I've learned a lot from reading and sometimes contributing to your blog. I've referred patients and colleagues to your blog for the learning and insight to be garnered. Thank you.
1: That's nice. Thank you. Uh,
0: let's see.
1: One or two more. Yeah, hold on one second.
0: Uh, Amy uh, asks, uh, "I am a fairly new caregiver to my husband who has aggressive colon cancer. I, I, what do you need the most as a cancer patient from your caregiver?"
1: Honesty. Um, in that case, just you know, support. Just knowing that that you're there. That that. When the person, look, it's scary. You know, when that person is scared, you give, you give them support. When they have questions, you know, you help them with that. You just have to be there. That's all. That's that's the key for the caregiver is just, you know, be there. Be be what your friend needs. Be the friend you were before they had cancer. Mm-hmm. As difficult as that is, you know, turn the clock back a minute and be that same friend, and that's what's key.
0: So we'll end it with this question uh, from Steve, and he asks, "Any last things you want to accomplish?"
1: No, I think I've done. I mean, it may be arrogant to say, but I've I've led a great life. Um, I just want to keep on, you know, going to the point where that continues. How much how much time I have left? I don't know, but whether it's six weeks or six months or six days, um, is to lead a good life and um, do the best I can. Well,
0: Leroy, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, all right, thank
1: you all for for having me.
0: And and you know, thank you to the to everybody who's listening and uh, for putting up with our uh, with our technological experiments. I think it worked okay. So thanks so much, Leroy.
1: Great, my pleasure.